Hello, everybody. I am the Common Sense American, and welcome to another week of Common Sense Talk. If you haven't heard already, and this just happened in the last hour, the Fed has uh, done what many expected they would do. They've they amped it up by three quarters. They thought it was going to be a half um, in order to combat inflation. And uh, many people, including my own financial advisor and other people, thought uh, the hike should have come last year when the first uh, inklings of a major inflation problem were brewing. Uh, but this is really what I want to talk about today because obviously it's on everybody's mind. It's the number one issue in the, in the country and in the world today, really. Um, and I am going to talk about one of the reasons why we're in this position. And it's sociological, um, not quite economical. Um, but first, uh, let me also say that one of the reasons why we're in this position is uh, it became political. Uh, the Fed started to believe the this administration and people like Treasury Secretary uh, Janet Yellen and saying, oh, it's transitory or temporary. They said that last year, the inflation. Uh, everybody doing everything they can to protect the Biden administration and prop it up and keep Democrats in power. Uh, you look at newspapers around the country, my own, for example, all they've done is desperately attempt to steer blame away from the Biden administration, running articles about how, uh, in reality, uh, presidents don't really have much uh, impact over things like inflation. And we all know, every last one of us with a brain knows that if Donald Trump was still president, there'd be an article every single day since there was even a touch of an inflation jump ripping this guy to shreds up and down. We all know it. We all know this. Now, he's been wrong. Biden was wrong. Yellen was wrong. She admitted she was wrong, in fact. Um, and many, many people, especially after the trillions that the government spent during the pandemic, are just sort of nodding and going, yeah, well, what did you expect? These chickens had to come home to roost at some point. The idea that it never was going to uh, was naive and just stupid. And it was always going to happen. You can't just print money and expect everything to be fine and print money at that on that scale. And... Also completely unnecessary in a lot of ways. As we are now finding out, massive fraud uh, has been revealed in a lot of these payouts and handouts from the government. Uh, people getting thousands and thousands of dollars who absolutely never should have gotten a dime. Um, you know, things that really were essential, things like the uh, small business loans really did keep a lot of people in business. Aside from that, uh, there's a lot of question as to whether or not the stimulus checks were necessary, uh, that many of them. Um, I had said after the first one that, okay, you want to do one, fine, do not do more. It's an open door to socialism, and it also is, sets a very nasty precedent. But there's something else from this, everybody, that we need to talk about in terms of how people dealt with the money they were given and how people dealt with uh, the pandemic and the financial um, situation surrounding it. Um, what we're seeing now, and one of the, again, a, a big cause of our economic downturn is that people are in bad financial situations because of bad decisions they have made in the past two or three years, namely that they have spent too much. Um, you're, there was a report last week I read that there's a record number of uh, millennials and Gen Z 
who have defaulted on auto automobile loans in the past. Uh, so far, I think it's just so far this year in 2022. Um, obviously, mortgage rates are going to jump now. Uh, people bought houses they really couldn't afford. Very similar to the idiotic uh, housing situation uh, back before the previous recession, before the uh, the housing market crashed, when they were handing half million dollar jobs, people with $40,000 a year salaries, which of course doesn't work. There is no mathematical equation that says that can work and it was still happening. Um, and we sort of got into that again in the pandemic. Now, the stimulus, it was called a stimulus to keep the economy going. The idea was that they did want you to spend the money they were giving you. They didn't want you to hoard it. Um, that wasn't going to help the economy. It was going to help the economy was you getting out there and spending it um, and making sure that things were still running. That was the purpose. That's why they were called stimulus checks. However, what this resulted in, what I warned against at the time, was that we are in an extraordinarily immature society who have no clue how to handle money and don't really want to know. Uh, people don't save money anymore. That really stopped, actually, I think it was right around... Uh, the turn of the 90s when the amount that people were saving had dropped to about 2% uh, in a yearly basis of their paycheck. And or I think it was actually the 80s when that started, when credit began to become a thing. Yes, that's right. Uh, when credit, uh, everyone just started to run up huge credit card bills. The credit, everyone could get it. Everyone started to use it. They weren't saving as much. And the boom of the 80s, um, people just weren't saving. And prior to that, there was, I think it was 15% people were saving. And before that, if you go backwards through time in this country's history, people saved as much as they could. I mean, they'd save everything they could, uh, save 30, 40, 50% of what they brought home. And that just dwindled and dwindled over time until finally, and right about now, it's zero. In fact, it's less than zero, which means that people are spending more than they're earning and debt is rising and has been rising uh, and only got much worse during the pandemic. And what happened was those stimulus checks didn't just stimulate uh, spending in the economy. It stimulated our um, completely unrealistic, immature, spoiled, childlike um, understanding of how money works, how finances work. I need this now to hell with everything else. I want it. I'm buying it. I don't care what it costs. Um, when you have people graduating from college with, you know, $100,000 debt just from the education, it doesn't phase them in the slightest. And they're going to go out and buy a new car and buy new homes and buy all these things and become and have 14 monthly memberships, which they usually can't even name. Um, everything from Netflix to Pandora to Hulu, it's a very common problem is people signing up for all these monthly memberships because they don't cost that much individually. They just pile up and they don't even realize that it comes to several hundred dollars a month. Um, and you talk to people in their 20s and 30s and they're carrying huge amounts of debt and their debt to income ratio is terrifying. And they at no point are acknowledging that this is a problem. Uh, some people said in recent polls that they were doing this because they just thought, you know, the world was ending or they were going to die or something from COVID, which of course was idiotic, was never a killer disease, especially for that age group. Um, but the fear porn did its job and that created the, you know, exacerbated the problem of people just spending out the eyeballs. Now that was going to stop. 
that that was going to end. I mean, they were going to stop. They weren't going to keep getting these checks. They were eventually going to have to go back to work. I, I said it was ridiculous to be paying people more to sit home than they earned at work, which is what we did for a long time, which has caused even more problems. Now people are going, well, how come I'm not earning that from work? I should get more handouts or I should get more from my employer who's already to the point where they can barely pay you and you're not even acknowledging that. Um, and we have these, uh, it's, a, it's a downward spiral that we've created that uh, begins with debt, our comfort with debt, our, our immaturity as adults to simply not bother with, you know, debt doesn't bother anybody and it absolutely should. And um, this mass spending on big ticket items that I guess they're being told they're necessary for life that they need to have a mansion or something that qualified to a mansion to many of us who grew up at different times or, um, you know, the brand new car or whatever they got. They can't drive around a beater to God forbid. They have to eat out a certain number of times a week. They have to have their latte. They have to have the Netflix. They have to have all these things that they think they're poor. They're so spoiled and entitled. None of these people really know what hunger is. They don't know what they don't know what real duress is. If you look at the depression and you look at the depression era, uh, I mean, you see skin and bone. You see people who literally are starving to death. Show me a poor person who's starving to death right now. Like I said many times before, I have passed um, people going into uh, food banks and things, and they're all fat. All poor people are fat which means they're getting plenty of sustenance from somewhere. It's not very nutritious, and they're probably malnourished because the food they're eating is garbage, but they're obviously getting plenty of it. And they're all sitting at home, and they all have expensive iPhones and, and smartphones, and they all have cable, and they all have a million things. They all have these creature comforts, every single one of them. And basically, they're, they're whining that they might lose a few, you know, God forbid. And this is how they're all living. They're being told that they're... That they're they have every right to live a certain way and anything less is unacceptable. So they turn to the government or they turn to the employees. They don't turn to themselves. They don't ask the question, gee, is this, am I really worth what I'm getting? Should I be working a couple of jobs at one? Should I be reining in my spending? When I was given, uh, you know, $1,400 from the government, yes, it makes sense to spend it to, to stimulate the economy, but you didn't go out and spend $1,400. You went out and spent $2,400 or $3,000. And rationalized it by thinking, A, you're going to get more from the government, and B, uh, well, it doesn't really matter. I won't need savings. You know, the whole world's going to hell, so I'm just going to spend. Well, that just made the whole world start to go to hell even more because everybody started to do that. And you can't keep that up for very long. And what was going to happen is you were going to run out of money. And that's happening right now and at a very bad time when gas prices are skyrocketing and inflation is skyrocketing. Because that was going to happen. With that sheer amount of spending going on, you are not going to avoid inflation. The only thing we could have avoided is the rate of inflation. And we should have. Uh, and we could have. We could have avoided the oil prices if we had simply taken advantage of our domestic resources, which we just flat out refused to do, again, for political reasons. And all of this is political and sociological in that... We have bred legions of people uh, of a certain age, you know, generally between the ages of 20 and 40, who um, are being told that all employers are evil, that they shouldn't have to work, that flipping burgers is worth $20 an hour, that if the employer can't pay for it too bad, which <laughs> makes utterly no sense, there will be no business and you won't have any paycheck if you force them to do that. Um, and the idea also... Uh, you know, they're going to try, Biden administration has been trying to counter this by saying, well, there's growth in the economy. 
there's growth in 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 certain aspects of the economy, um, and that you know pro it's all a, it's all a smokescreen. That that isn't true. We're going backwards. Um, you, you you're up three point nine percent in terms of in terms of one statistic, but with inflation being what it is and product falling down ten percent for many people, you're not going for you're going backwards. You have to take the other part into account. We are going backwards. Um, people are spending less, uh, companies are selling less, and inflation is going up. And that's what inflation is, and that's why we're headed towards a recession. And the spending habits of the American people and what they have been told from a very young age is what has contributed directly to this position. And their reaction to this is not, oh, well, maybe we should fix our viewpoint because they don't believe in that. They're obviously always right. Um, so the reaction is just give me more money or give me a job that pays me more. It's a, you know, they, they don't understand much of anything. Uh, they, they understand shockingly little about how this world works. And we are in a situation now where inflation has jumped to, uh, in, in insane levels, 8.6% and could jump again. And the, the Fed's reaction, you know, maybe it, it, it could help. Um, it's sort of a blunt tool that the government has to attempt to cool this down. Um, but with gas prices the way they are and with people running out of money, um, you know, it's, it's a difficult situation. And people didn't have to be in this spot. If they had simply been more responsible and been more mature throughout this entire thing, you take a look at how people reacted to the whole pandemic, reacted to staying at home. What did they do? They sat home, looked at screened and gained 50 pounds. Did they try to uh, better themselves in any way? It doesn't seem like there's much evidence of that. None. They didn't, you know, they did nothing. They did nothing to better themselves. They only made everything worse. They spent like insane people way over what they should be spending. Uh, and made themselves worse in terms of mental and physical uh, health. And there's endless reports and studies that have proven that this is the case. Uh, when you see people come back after they've been holed up at their home for six months or a year or something, you'd be stunned. They, they, it looks like they just sat and ate the entire time. Um, we are now in that position because we're, we're, we're like children. We, we, we don't, that's what happens if you, if you, if you lock an 11-year-old up for a while and give him money. They spend it on idiotic things that they absolutely don't need and eat themselves into an oblivion with, you know, ice cream sundaes and things they shouldn't be eating every two seconds. It's like, again, 11-year-old acting the way, acting in like an entire country is acting. And there are a few people who are trying to under, you know, push back against this and educate their children and educate uh, uh, younger people in school that, you know, this is not how things are supposed to be. You're not supposed to just be okay with you know fifteen thousand dollars in debt, that's you're in debt. This is not just a number that you pay off every month. This is not a situation that you want to be in. And they're accepting that this is the way that it's going to be their entire lives. They accept that they're just going to have like a car payment until they're dead, when it's completely unnecessary. You'd have a, not have a car payment for 10, 12 years at a clip if you just maintain what you have at a far less price than, than what a new vehicle would be, or, or, or maintaining your home, or maintaining yourself, right? The cost of fixing yourself, there is no higher cost on the planet in terms of medical expenses. And what do you do? You let yourself go to crap, and that has to be paid for, not by you, but by everybody else, which is why all our insurance premiums are through the roof, and it wouldn't be if we weren't such a disease populace, but I've gotten into that before. This is a 
worldwide epidemic in terms of inflation, but driven by uh, a, a response, especially in this country, to how you deal with handouts and how you deal with stressful situations. They did not pick themselves up and go right to work and say, we're going to work our way through this. No, they said, what are we going to get for this? Where's our compensation for this quote-unquote suffering, which, again, for 99.9% .9 of the people was sitting home and binge-watching Netflix and eating everything in sight. That was their, quote, suffering. And they were given money to do it. They were given money to sit there. And now they have to come back out and they face some challenges. And when after such a long time, even before the pandemic, of coddling these people, of telling them that they can and should have everything that they want immediately, that debt doesn't matter, that... Uh, you know, a 30-hour work week should be normal, and you should be expecting six figures from that and pristine benefits and no worries about anything, um, that there should be no other challenges and that this is the way life should be, especially if you just have a college degree, then you're good. And these are the lies that we have told. These are the lies that we have spread, and we're paying for it. It's biting us now because we have generations of people who bought into it and are now effectively useless and are hostile about it. And I would be too. I'd be a little bitter if I'd been lied to for, for my entire young life and then found out that this really isn't working and this isn't the way the world works. And we cannot be spending everything we're getting at a very difficult time on the assumption that, oh, well, nothing's ever going to come back or I'm going to die or I'm not going to have money anyway. So I'll just spend it all. That's good. Again, an 11-year-old's response to that situation. So what you really need to do, what we all need to do, especially now, is start to rein some things in and understand a little bit better about how money works, how debt works, how our finances should be, what our spending should be like, how we live our lives on a daily basis, what is really necessary in life, what's really making us happy, what's essential, what is, um, or what is just a, a massive drain on our finances that we could cut out tomorrow. Um, you know, you're finding people who didn't expect gas prices to jump, uh, didn't think that shutting down all these oil wells would have a negative impact immediately. And of course it did. And they're driving around massive Denali's and wondering, oh, gee, how do I fill my tank now? Which is going to cost $140. Um, and they bought this thing uh, with the benefit of, of government aid, never once thinking that they're going to have any uh, the future trouble of this is going to come down and car payments are coming. And now they're defaulting left and right. They're defaulting on homes. Homes are now so priced out of, uh, out of possibilities for so many that those uh, sales have plummeted. And the only thing really propping us up now is the low unemployment rate, which is expected to rise. Um, but, you know, there are plenty of jobs out there that people aren't re just refuse to work. They won't do it. And, again, it's, oh, it's beneath that, you know. And that, that's not... That is a phrase that did not hamper any of our ancestors. Work was work. You did what was necessary to get by. You worked two, three jobs if necessary. You provided for yourself. You provided for your family. You saved and scrimped because you knew you'd need it for a rainy day. Uh, you desperately wanted to avoid debt because debt was bad. Debt put you into difficult spots. And you don't want to be in a difficult spot when the country is in a difficult spot. It's all the worse being in debt when the country that you're in is in a difficult position then that just compounds things. You want to save that for the rainy day. Well, it's pouring, people. And did you save? Did you prepare? No. 
Did you learn a new trade? Did you learn something that's saleable? Did you think about maybe contracting yourself out? You have a skill or learned a skill that you could do in addition to the job that you have when you have free time. And let me tell you, people have a lot of free time. This idea that they're all working themselves to the bone is, again, more spoiled talk. They work 35, 40-hour weeks, maybe 50. God forbid, oh my Lord, they think that's it. You know, my parents worked 80 and 90, and you never heard them complain. They don't even, most people don't even know what that means. The idea of working on a weekend. When, again, we're talking about people who came from time to work six, seven days a week and didn't blink an eye. I'm not saying that everybody should be working constantly all the time and not, you know, workaholism is a real thing. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that there needs to be a balance. And we've gone way too far in the other direction of that balance. And we need to act like adults again if we want to pull out of this. The problem is, the reason why this might last longer is because we don't have adults. We don't have people who react accordingly as mature adults when it comes to finances and ways of life and leading your daily life. We need mature people in this situation. We need people who are stepping up, going to work, reining themselves in, not spending frivolously, not uh, you know pretending that there's no problem with debt. You know, I understand those of you who, who are facing uh, mountains of debt. It's 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 an issue. It's a problem. It's stressful. Why do you want to be involved in this? There is ways of getting out of that, and one of those ways is starting to realize that half the stuff you're paying for is unnecessary to life. You might think it is, you were told that it is, but it's not. And it's just dragging you down. It's sort of the Thoreau, uh, you know, less is more minimalism type of idea at this point. I'm saying it's the way everybody should live, you know, to live in a, in a shack by the, by the water with no amenities at all and whatever. You have to grow all your own food. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it might be not a bad idea to embrace some of that philosophy. Some of that idea of self-sufficiency, not constantly, doesn't it annoy you that you have to turn to somebody else in order to live your life, whether it's the government, whether it's uh, the person uh, next to you who's paying your insurance bills, because basically they are in socialized medicine, you know, you're only paying a premium, we're all paying a premium, but it's so high because you're not taking care of yourself, like 60-70% of this country isn't taking care of itself. Maybe you could consider lessening the burden on others in that way, and lessening the burden on yourself in turn. You learn more, you, you, you grow, you, you, you take control of your life, take control of what's necessary, take control of your finances. Sit down with a financial advisor if you haven't already. They will tell you that things are difficult right now. Not one of them will be going, oh yeah, well, you know, every, your spending is not out of control when you're spending more than you bring in. That's always wrong. There is no situation where that's correct. And no situation where that doesn't result in big problems for yourself and the country. You can't just live in debt the whole time. It doesn't work. You're going to have to at least try to attempt to dig yourself out. Everybody is. So when things like this come around, you're just in a better position. You're in a better position to deal with it. You're more insulated. That's the idea. You build sort of an insulating layer between you and the badness that can come down from the world in terms of inflation and prices and governments. You can build yourself a little fortress, if you will, uh, with your own finances, your own capability, you know. You know, what happens when, if, if all of a sudden, medical costs go even higher and insurance becomes completely unaffordable for you? Wouldn't you like to be in a position where that doesn't matter as much? If you're in good condition, why are you taking, you wouldn't be taking much advantage of a medical anything. I don't ever. I have medical insurance that I never use, and it bugs me no end that basically I'm just paying for everybody else. Thousands of dollars a year for somebody else, because I never use it. 
because I keep myself in decent condition. Does it mean I never will need it? Does it mean that you're always immune? Of course not. Accidents can happen. But the point is you're far less likely to be dipping into that and using that resource over and over and over again if you're in good condition. That's maybe step one. Maybe step two is going, gee, do I need a house this size? What is with my mortgage? What is with my car payment? Why do I need that thing? All I need is a car to get back and forth to work. It's 20 minutes away every day. Why do I have a $700 a month payment for this? That is not necessary. There's a lot of things that aren't necessary. When's the last time I even used Hulu? I forgot. Maybe I should cancel that. There's all these things that need to be done and act like mature adults. And when money comes to you that you don't expect, you don't act like a child, spend that and more on top of it, which, by the way, is what credit card companies expect you to do. Um, this, these are all just common sense, simple things that mature adults used to know. I should, none of this, I'd be preaching to the choir 70 years ago. I mean, none of this is none of this is news. None of this is fresh. None of this. I'm not particularly smart. This is just stuff that you're supposed to know. And it stuns me that people don't, and it's depressing. Just figure it out. There, let me leave you with this. There was a post I saw on a forum and read it the other day, and the question was, "How do I go grocery shopping?" That was the question. It was a legitimate question. How do I go grocery shopping? From a young individual, uh, and who claim, you know, well, gee, my parents never told me. Okay, your parents never told you. You can't figure out grocery shopping for yourself? This is where we are? Really? Is it any wonder that we're in this spot? If you extrapolate from that question and, and, and take a look around, you start to realize that we have become more and more and more dependent on the outside forces in this world as opposed to relying on ourselves. Self-sufficiency is dead. And it really, really can't be. If you want to rely on outside sources like this, then you are going to be hit especially hard when inflation like this comes down. Or when any other issue, a war, for example, that's happening in Europe, that's coming down, that's putting the crunch on everything. You want to put yourself in the best position possible for when these things come around. And by the way, if you hadn't noticed, these bad situations are coming around at a much quicker clip in, in the past few decades, right? So it's even more incentive for you to insulate yourself and to put yourself in a better position physically, emotionally, financially. You, you have to be better. We all have to be better. Anyway, that's the message for today. Uh, perhaps it's a little bit of a, a different take on, on, it's less economical, obviously, um, but partially economical in terms of the socioeconomic side of it. Um, and, you know, think what you will, but these are facts, common sense facts, I may add. So I appreciate you listening as usual. Uh, feel free to share with friends and family. I don't do ads. I don't invade your privacy. You don't have to sign up or download anything. Um, I don't, and I don't use swears in my, we, we got enough of that. We've got enough nastiness in the world. So it's, it's a clean podcast and all that. So there's that to be something, something to be said for that as well. And um, that's it for me. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you.